Let's meditate for a few minutes. Settle your stomach. When you meditate after a meal, you have to compensate for the fact that a lot of blood is going down to the stomach and abandoning your brain. So as you breathe in, think of everything in the body, every cell in the body is breathing from the top of the head down to the tips of your toes. And allow yourself to be fully immersed in the breath. We talk about watching your breath and it has the unfortunate implication that you're in one part of the body watching the breath in another part of the body. Well, it's better to say, feel the breath, wear the breath. Think of it as a suit of clothing that surrounds you. You're totally bathed in the breath. And that gives a stronger sense of being settled right here with your center of gravity right here. I'm not ready to jump away. Some people find it easier to think of spreading your awareness to the whole body in the spaces between the in-breath and the out-breath, or between the out-breath and the in-breath. When things are very still, just expand your awareness through that stillness throughout the body. Let that be your frame of reference. Think of the breath as energy coming into energy. Here again we have that image sometime. Here we see the power of perception. That the body is basically solid and you're trying to pump air through the solid parts of the body and that doesn't work. It creates a lot of pressure inside. But you think of your sense of the body sitting here right now as primarily energy. And as the breath comes in, goes out, it's energy mingling with energy. The process of breathing goes a lot more smoothly. And of course, when you breathe out, you don't squeeze all your breath energy out. There'll be breath energy in the body. What you're letting out is just the excess. So if you sense yourself pinching off the energy or squeezing the energy to mark the beginning of the out-breath or mark the beginning of the in-breath, try to let the breath come in go out without any sense of squeezing or pinching. There doesn't have to be a clear demarcation between the in-breath and the out-breath, or the spaces in between. It's all energy mingling.
And John Lee talks about three levels of breath energy in the body. There's the in and out breath. And then there's the sense of breathing or energy flowing in harmony or in rhythm with the in and out breath, flowing through the blood vessels, flowing through the nerves. And then deeper than that, there's a sense of energy that's still. You might think of it as the white noise on a TV screen on channels where nothing's being broadcast. It's not moving in any particular direction, but there is a sense of kind of an energy hum that's still. That's there as well. And you can tune into these different levels of energy. The more quiet you make your mind, then the more you're able to tune into the more quiet levels of energy. And again, think of them surrounding you. As you do this, you're engaging in what the Buddha calls the three levels of fabrication. The bodily fabrication is the in and out breath. Verbal fabrication is how you talk to yourself. He divides it into two processes. One is directed thought, where you choose a topic. And then evaluation is where you make comments, ask questions about the topic. So here you're choosing the breath as your topic. And you're commenting on it. And finally, there's mental fabrication, feelings and perceptions. Here, of course, we're trying to create a feeling of ease, well-being. And we're using different perceptions of the breath energy in the body to create different feelings. These are the processes by which we shape our present experience in all circumstances. And here, as we meditate, we're using these processes to create a state of concentration, sense of being still at ease, with a mind wide open. The more sensitive you get to these processes in your meditation, then the more sensitive you'll be to them as you engage them in the rest of your life. This is one of the distinctive parts of the Buddhist teaching, where he looks at how the mind takes an on an idea. He's less interested in the idea and more interested in the process of how the mind creates an idea and then latches onto it when it's skillful, when it's not. And it's always useful to keep that perspective in mind. What's the process that's going on here? It's like watching a movie. You can watch the movie to follow the story, to get into the world of the movie. Or you can step back from a bit and ask, how do they do this? How do they create that impression? By the way, they edit the film by the way they use the sound. Perhaps it helps you pull you out of the world of the story. Start thinking about the process of filmmaking. So if it's a horror story, you don't get quite so scared. 
you realize that it's all a creation. If it's a sad story, whatever the story is, you get, you get pulled out of the story and into the analysis of how the story creates its impression. And that prevents you from getting sucked in. So we bring the mind to concentration, not simply as a place to rest, but also to give you a perspective from which you can look at other becomings in the mind from the outside. You're not so quick to jump into them. When the mind is tired, irritable, hungry, it'll jump into anything. It's like standing on the side of a road on a hot day when you're tired, thirsty. And someone drives up in the car, says, jump on in. We've got some water for you. And say, so jump in. And only then do you ask, who is this taking me there? Who's driving? Where are you going to go? If we lived our lives like that, we'd be dead for a long time. But that's the way the mind works. What we're doing is we get the mind into concentration. We're giving you a home, air-conditioned food and the drink in the refrigerator. So if someone comes driving up, they have to knock on the door and invite you. And you have a sense of well-being and strong enough so that you can ask questions before you go along with them. Your life is a lot safer that way. <laughs> 